And obviously, they are falling short of that goal. Again, you you guys who have heard the famous quote by Janice saying they are not failures in sports, but only steps to success. And of course, this will be a step in the right direction, but it will feel like a disappointment because this is a team that is already in the top four and can potentially finish if they get their acts together. And so if that happens and they get in the top four, it's going to be a success. And if they don't get in the top four, I think it's going to be, I won't use the word failure, but it's going to be, it's going to be bad. Listeners, welcome back to the 90 plus 5 podcast, where we dive deep into the world of football. Thank you all for your support in the past. You've been seeing you guys, you've been listening to us. We don't take it for granted. I remain your host, Sunji, and I'm here with my co-host, Mekus. Let's get this started. Yeah. So, first up on our list, United. 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 So, uh, Manchester United just lost to West Ham. This is their second straight defeat. Um, second back-to-back defeat. So, yeah, I think a good place to start um, this show today would be the uh, top four race in the APL and how this Manchester United loss has affected and shaped the whole um, top four race. Yeah, Mikus, uh, uh, let me let me hear your thoughts. Let me hear what, what your thoughts are on this. Uh, one could say. It's David De Gea's error that led to the goal. But we didn't... We saw Manchester United, they had opportunities to score. But same thing with West Ham. And West Ham just made use of the opportunities more. If Manchester United could have scored more goals, <laughs> most likely they would have won the match. So, what are your thoughts, Mekus? Yeah, so the game in general was a very good game. We saw the... West Ham that played against Arsenal. I mean, if you look at the position on the table, it is quite deceiving because for a team of their caliber, they should not be 15th. But yeah. they showed that spirit that they have showed in seasons past and it was a joy to watch. And on the year's error, like you said, they had chances before the error and after the error. Yeah. Anthony had chances... Bruno had chances, Rashford had a chance or two, and they were not able to kill it off. And so he just had to take a fluke goal um, from Berama to, um, I mean, seal the three points for West Ham, which was, it was it was a bad error, but to pin it on the air alone would be kind of harsh. Like, I think Bruno said after the game in his interview that they won't pin the loss. Obviously, he's going to say that, but actually, the loss cannot just be pinned on the yeah, air because mine had a lot of chances. Okay. Okay. So so now, yeah. Um I would like to know, yeah, if if Manchester United goes on and um maybe for some funny reasons they don't qualify for the Champions League, but they win the um They've won the Carabao Cup and they are in the finals of the FA Cup. Can we still say they've had a, a good season 
and uh, these whole um, projects that Tehag has been telling us about is now working. You gave me. What, what do you think about that? I, I think just like Arsenal, uh, you have to ask yourself where are they coming from? And you look at their last season, yeah. they were not in the Champions League yeah. they were in Europa. Yeah. And so this season, what was the goal they set for themselves? Because um, it's easy for us to comment and say, oh, this season has been a failure. This season has not been good. But again, it depends on what they have set as, as goals. And if their goal, if their goal this season was to qualify for the Champions League, then obviously they are falling short of that goal. Again, you you guys who have heard the famous quote by Janice saying they are not failures in sports, but only steps to success. And of course, this would be a step in the right direction, but it will feel like a disappointment because this is a team that is already in the top four and can potentially finish if they get their acts together. And so if that happens and they get in the top four, it's going to be a success. And if they don't get in the top four, I think it's going to be, I won't use the word failure, but it's going to be, it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And it will be something that they did not anticipate. Yeah, at, least, it, at this stage of the season. Yeah, yeah. That, that's okay. You you made an important point now. Yeah, you said uh, for us to evaluate um, their performance, we have to look at where they are coming from, to where they are, and everything. But uh, we we all know here, yeah, Manchester United finished sixth last season. I I think yeah. if for any reason they don't. Um, go for Champions League or qualify for this Champions League spot. I think the, it will be it will be horrible because it's just be as if they move from sixth to fifth, and I'm from sure that that's not really their target for the for this season. So yeah, yeah I, I don't think that that would be nice. That would be that would be nice for them, the fans, and um, the management as a whole. So I think we cannot talk about Manchester United without talking about um, their players. Uh, let, let's go into specifics here. I think the first player we should touch upon is um, David, David um, De Gea. Yeah, he has been the one that has been like the talk. Everybody has been talking about yeah. him. He's the reason why Manchester United has been losing and everything. So. I think his contract is running out um, at the end of this season and he's the highest paid players in Manchester United in terms of wage. Do you, do you think he deserves um, a contract extension even if he might get a pay cut? And um, we all know that, okay, the, 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 we all know the year on a good day he can make a lot of saves, but... Um, the gear cannot play out from the back to save his life. So, <laughs> yeah, in in the in the modern style of football, you have as a keeper, you have to be able to play out from the back, play with the ball, be good with your feet. Do you think Manchester United should just move on from David Gear and look for a keeper in the summer? Um. I, I think the question 
we should ask again is um it all depends on the style of playing the um the coach wants. And of course we have seen it that Eric is the person that wants um a possession style kind of and he wants his keepers to be able to play out of the back. And like you said, in this modern time of football, it is uh ahead of for a keeper not to be able to play with his feet. Yeah. And that is one of his weaknesses, to be honest. Yeah. It's one of his weaknesses. And I think what Mayu and Eric have to look at is this. They have to weigh pros and cons. And so you ask yourself, oh, this guy can't play well with his feet. What what are the advantages? Like you said, on his day, he can save games. He has done it plenty of times. And so it's almost like there's a parallel between him and Kochua. I'm not in any way comparing them, but if you look at the way they decide games, you can see that there's a parallel. And with Kochua, which um, Kochua has actually improved with the ball on his feet. And so one will be able to say that if the hair can improve on that, then it should be worth keeping. But I feel like the best solution for Mayu is this. They need to get a keeper that can challenge the air for that position whilst retaining him on lower wage. So that way you have the leverage of saying, oh, we're keeping you, but if you are not willing to improve, this is someone that can take your place. And I think that is better for the whole squad. Yeah, yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree with you on that. I totally agree with you on that. So I, um, before we move to the other player that I want us to talk about, uh, let's just go through some tweets. So uh, this is what we have from ESPN FC. It said, only Jordan Pickford has has more errors leading to goals than Davidia in the last five Premier League seasons. <laughs> This is this is crazy. I came I came across this stuff and this is crazy. Like he, yes, we are saying that Vidya is good. He makes a lot of saves, but he makes <laughs> a lot of errors leading to goals. And yeah. this now brings me back to the, the conversation we we're having some time ago about Maguire saying that it's <laughs> Maguire unfortunate or he had just really been incompetent. So <laughs> I think when you have someone like the guy at the back who has um, who has this kind of stats, uh, yeah. having the most errors leading to go apart from Pickford, he also goes to show the kind of person he is, and he can make any good defender look look bad on a good day. Yeah. So moving <laughs> on to the second player, we can't talk about Manchester United without talking about Marcus Rashford, their star That's boy. <laughs> so Marcus Rashford has gone. 15 matches uh, for Manchester United and has scored four goals and two assists within that period. So yeah, this guy is someone who Manchester United fans have tipped him to be a Ballon d'Or contender. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I think so, so, it's so. time for us to, to wake Manchester United fans up from their slumber if they've never woken up yet to see that this guy is just is just there. He's not really who you think he is. I mean, he just yeah. has six singles in the EPL this season. Meanwhile, someone like Musala, who in in his worst in one of his worst seasons ever, um, has scored nineteen. So, <laughs> what what do you have to say about this, Mikus? 
That that's crazy because um again I, I I like going back at times to see the full picture. And again, if you ask Manchester United fans, they will tell you that this is one of Rough Rashford's best season. I don't know about this his starting status. This is his best season. Like this ever. is best season. Yeah. And so by that standards, he's having a good season. But the problem is you cannot now project a season to other people. Like because if you are saying because this is his best season, he should be on the Ballon d'Or list, then <laughs> that goes through to any other person in Europe having a good season. Yeah. But that aside, I think um he's um obviously he after the World Cup, he had he has been very dangerous, he has been effective. And it's only natural for him to slow down. I show um I don't think I I mean he had the chance today, he missed it, but I think it's something that Will happen over the course of a season, yeah. And because he has to be the, he's like the only one carrying the team in terms of um goals. Someone made a, a very very good observation today. I think I saw the stats on that. Um, Bruno has like hundred and three key passes this season, the most in Europe top five. Wow. And now, in in translating that to the pitch, it means that there are people creating chances. But there are not enough people converting them. You look at Anthony, how many goals has he scored? You look at Marshall, how many goals has he scored? You look at the ghost, Wickhurst, how many goals has he scored? Yeah. So the burden is all on Rashford. And I think it would be kind of unfair for us to hold it against him for not being supernatural every time. And so I think this only shows, mind you, that it is high time they get in number nine. Sure. And that should be a priority in the summer. Yeah. Yeah, but I really don't know who they'll be going for. I really don't know who they'll be going for. It's been nice to see. Yeah, so th- this is another tweet from um, Advini Ball. He said, they really tried sneaking Rashford into um, Vinicius' debates when he cannot even chat with Rodrigo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so, wow, wow, wow. Yeah, so this is why you found there was a time you were comparing Vinicius Rashford together and man I think Vinicius is just be out of his league for now Manchester United fans please don't call for me just these are my views you can air out your own views this is hashtag the 90 plus 5 podcast let's hear what you have to say there so yeah let's let's move on Napoli have been crowned champions of Italy after 33 years Mikus, uh, we <laughs> all see this coming for like, I think the past, like five, five games ago. Napoli, they've had, like they've had, a month, yeah, a yeah. they've had such an amazing season. And I'm really happy they are here, not just because of Osimhen, but I like the way they've, they've been able to build as a team. Even we saw how, yeah. how far they went in Europe and, I really want to see where they go from here. This is obviously time for celebration of party. You can see with their fans, uh, they're all happy. This is the first time they're winning it since after Maradona. I'm sure if someone told them they, they would win the title five years ago, they won't believe because it's not as if Napoli has not been balling. They've been balling. They've had ballers. They, yeah. I mean, they yeah. had Iguain, they had Cavani, but they, they, they weren't just those guys that 
the league tied to no no they were not tied to contenders then but I, I love to yeah. see how they've grown over the year the over the years and now they are they are here now tied to contend tied to winners I think um the next thing for them is just to keep on building on this make sure they keep yeah. on going to Champions League the next thing is yeah. to go for the Champions League and try to win it as well and just do well in the league I I just I just I would love to see what the future holds for them and uh, what the future holds for their key players like um, Kavarish Kalia and Usime as well. What are your thoughts, Mikus? Yeah, yeah, it's it's very nice to see. Like you said, it's been a long time coming. Um, we knew they were going to win the league like a month ago. It was just a question of when, and this just a third league um, title. Yeah, and. Their first league title since in 33 years, so is obviously a cause for celebration. I think, of course, there's no point going through the key players like Osimian and Kavreshkilia. They have been key yeah. to their success this season. But I think, like you said, the next step for for them is to become an establishment in Italian football. And I think um, someone pointed this out on Twitter that, um, that Syria has had four different teams win the Scudetto yeah. over the last four seasons. So you have Napoli this year. Last year it was AC uh, Milan. Yeah. The year before that was Inter yeah. and the year before that was Juventus. Yeah. So for me, it's a, it's a very good thing to see. Yeah. It, it shows that the league is competitive and it also shows that you don't always have to outbuy the other teams. Of course, Napoli, they are not the biggest spenders, but they are very, very smart investors and they invest their resources wisely. And so it's, it's a good thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Napoli, once again. Yeah. Moving on to the next section, the hot tweets section. Let's go. Yeah. So, the. <laughs> The first hot tweet I have here is from at Puja Media. He said, uh, this looks like Liverpool will enter top four, man. Look at their games compared to others. So, okay, for context now, yeah, see what we have here. We have yep. Newcastle, yeah, four games to go till the end of the season. They have Leeds, Brighton, Leicester, <laughs> Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. United has Wolves. Bournemouth, Chelsea, Fulham. Liverpool has Leicester, Aston Villa, Southampton. Yeah. So, uh, as a Liverpool fan, yeah, this is really nice to see. This is really nice to see. I, I'm, I'm finally happy that there's kind of like a battle yeah. for the top four. Three weeks ago, the gap was so massive. Like, nobody even saw it coming. Like, yeah, some people saw it coming, obviously, but so it's just so massive. Nobody really believed that Liverpool could actually close the gap. And this just goes to show how cons- consistency yeah. can actually go a long way in, in the EPL. Yeah. And because nothing has really changed. The only thing that changed is that Liverpool yeah. has winning back to back. That's the thing. Our last six games we've been winning. And yeah, this is this is now a case of when. They said <laughs> a, a bed at hand is worth 
is worth ten thousand bet. It's worth more than ten thousand bet exactly. in the bush. Now Liverpool has three games left from now to the end of the season, and we have sixty-two points. Newcastle and Mayu, they have one extra outstanding games, but they really don't know that counts. what <laughs> exactly <laughs> what the outcome of those games. Yeah, or what what the outcome of those games may be. So one might be looking at the table now, seeing that okay, Newcastle man, you they have extra games at hand. Ah, they they are they are at an advantage, but no. but <laughs> they don't really know that it's Liverpool that actually at an advantage because exactly they already know where they start. They already know where they start. So yeah, um, what are your I thoughts think, on this? I think it's like you said, that game in hand, we have seen it plenty times. Is uh, I mean, is a is a mirage. Like it's it's not real, and so it's better you have those points at hand than the game in hand. And why why I say is this? Uh, it just goes to show how good Klopp is. I I think we're speaking of camera and I was telling you that Klopp literally, like you were saying that Klopp literally caused a problem for himself by not getting midfielders this season. And let's be honest, if you were to summarize this Liverpool season in one sentence it should be the midfield and because of the midfield the attack yeah. has lacked because of the midfield the um, defense has lacked and he has found a way to get players fit and give a new system to balance up and so like you said just winning back to back to back games creates a momentum that yeah. energizes the whole team and I, I think Klopp was saying something weeks before. I think it was a week or two weeks ago. And he was like, there's no hope for top four. And I think that he was being a bit cheeky because he he did not want to put the... Yeah. Um, just just like the same way Pep was saying, yeah, there's so, no yeah, hope they, yeah. they'll win the league. <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal is going to finish all their points. <laughs> it's reverse psychology. It's reverse yeah. psychology, yeah, these and, guys. And these you guys, can see that. Yeah. You can see that the players are responding properly. And of course, they are used to winning. That's the first thing we should do. And so when they meet winning again, it's almost like um, it's like a transfusion of uh, the mentality. Once they have that first win, the second win, the third win, it just become natural. And I feel I, I feel like Liverpool are going to make the top four. So it's just left for Newcastle and Manu to drop. All right. I, I, I just really, I really don't <laughs> want to put my voice too high. So let's just see. Let's just see. But me, I've I've said I've said it on this podcast. Yeah. Liverpool didn't finish top four. But let's let's see. Let's see what happens now. Yeah. So uh, the next tweet I have here is um, uh, from BR Football. It said four years ago today, Liverpool won. Did did the famous four uh, zero comeback. <laughs> I <laughs> I just wanted to just put this out there. I don't know, Mekus, as a Barcelona fan, do you still have no, no, no. nightmares about that game? I sleep well, I sleep well. All right. So, yeah, the next tweet is from at Squawker. It says, Declan uh, Rice is the only player in Europe's top five leagues with 30 plus in these metrics in 2022-2023. He has 62 interceptions, 51 clearances, 38 take-ons completed, 36 area duels won, 36 chances created, 33 shots, and he's won possession more times than any other players, any other player in the Europe top five leagues. That's 322 
this just goes to show how yeah. phenomenal the Clarence is. I really, I really don't know who's going to go for this guy this summer. I really don't know where he's going to end up. Before, but whatever, whatever team he ends up in, I'm sure he's going to be a massive boost to them. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah. I mean, he's a phenomenal player. I've seen it before. And I think I, I mentioned it in the first section that where West Ham are right now, I think is a, they do not need, uh, let me put like this, they are not meant to be here. And so it happens, these things happen. Yeah. And I think the, the main question is, who is willing to get him out of West Ham? Because West Ham has already set their price at 100 million. Yeah. They know they will not be relegated. At least it's not possible for them to be relegated. And so they have all the bargaining power. I think it's left for the teams in the yeah. EPL to avail themselves of this opportunity because I don't see him going abroad. Um, so it's left yeah. for, um, I think Liverpool is somewhere I would like him to go. Why you can also seize that opportunity. And of course, Chelsea, they always want to buy everybody. So that's another place you can go. So it's just be nice to see <laughs> where it ends up. All right. All right. So this is this is a tweet from at views night. He said this is Pritajuri, yeah. Pritajuri, you know, <laughs> during one of his legendary <laughs> commentaries. He said, The gear is such a mess. If he was to be a folder, oh. he would never save a file. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I I really don't know if this it's was for real or yes, this was just what it doesn't mean yeah 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 I don't you know why could be but big big ups to Peter Jury he's he's such a legendary commentator like ever since I was very young <laughs> I've I've known him his his style of commentary and everything it's just really really amazing. See, I, I don't know, Mikus, did, did you see yeah, PSG's yeah, lineup today? They started boys like um, Ekitike, Vitin Haas, Zairi, Emery, Bernard, and they won 3-0. It was really nice. I thought it was dreaming. It was really, soccer, really, really nice. I'm, I'm yeah. not even joking. I thought when I saw when I saw the lineup, I was like, nah, this can't be. This can't be real. <laughs> the players were, there were a lot of young players. Yeah. Who, so, so, so Obviously, <laughs> they are not known to the... Yeah. Yeah. Stage. So someone was like, someone like with with with, the, with the amount of random players that were in that start lineup today. They said, if if you compare PSG's um team to Man City, Man City's team, you think PSG's um, <laughs> oil money is PSG's ah. oil, the coconut oil. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is <laughs> this tweet is from at the Malik. He said. Manchester United have lost more games than Chelsea in me. Crazy, Wait, crazy, 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 crazy. So Manchester United has lost more games in Asha, me than Chelsea. What, what are we saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, like, 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 like I said, yeah, like I said on this podcast, yeah, we need to, we need to actually start imbibing a culture, yeah, <laughs> whereby we we clap. <laughs> What teams after after they've achieved something yeah. spectacular? Yeah, so Chelsea, Chelsea, they ended up 
winning after how many games? 10 games. I think 10 games without a win. You guys ended up winning something today. So, for that... Uh, yeah, Chelsea finally won after 10 games, man. I'm really, really happy for Chelsea, yeah. I'm really, really happy. They've, they've come this far, yeah. And <laughs> finally, they scored three goals in a match. <laughs> I know there's no there's no Champions League sport or Europa League sport for Chelsea. So I think at this point, the, the highest thing or the best thing Chelsea can do for themselves is just to keep on winning, keep on winning and um, just give their fans something to be happy about from now to the end of the season. So with this... We've come to the end of the 90 plus 5 podcast episode for today. Thank you to all our listeners. Like I said at the beginning, we don't take your listens for granted. Thank you very much for taking out of your time out of your busy schedule to listen to the 90 plus 5 podcast. Yeah, we really appreciate you. Let me leave listeners with this question. What do you think would be the right price? to sell the clan rice this summer. No pun intended. Just answer the question using the hashtag 90plus5podcast and we'll be there to comment and follow up with your with the conversation. Thank you. <laughs>